Bobby's ready. Anybody has a hidden immunity idol and you want to play it, now would be the time to do so. The queen stays queen. He said Russell Feathers. Did you do that? Yeah. I'm supposed to glamour you. We have great bananas all the time. Dude, my prize isn't even a million dollars. My prize was that I, I, fell in, I, I fell in love in this game. Love at first sight. Her name is Candace. You officially go down as the dumbest survivor ever. Welcome to Not Game, all personal. Hey, we are a Survivor podcast here to talk about all things Survivor, more specifically the events of the, technically the past two weeks. I'm Nathan. This is Tony. How you doing, Tony? How was your How was your week off? Hey, my week off was lovely. Thanksgiving, man. We just just didn't text each other. <laughs> this is essentially <laughs> what happened. We just didn't message each other, so we didn't record. That's kind of how it happened. Um, but I had a good week off. We've been yeah. recording, recording every week since August, the beginning of August. I think August yep. 2nd was the, the kickoff of Big Brother. So, yeah, always appreciate a day off. Yeah, no, it, that did hit me, especially because we're getting close to the end of this season. I think we might have like two or three weeks left. Uh, mm-hmm. Might be just two. Oh, maybe. Th- I don't know. Two or three. And it did hit me. I was like, oh, we're going to take a break. This is, this is going to be nice. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's so freeing when we don't have to constantly, like, it's, I, I'm going to stop complaining. We love the I show. Love we love, podcast. we love recording podcasts for all our listeners. Uh, but yeah, we, we technically have two weeks to talk about. Um, although we were just talking before we hit record, uh, it was probably an okay week to skip last week. Not super eventful. Uh, we saw Kendra get voted out. Which I'll just say for our tier ranking that we have been doing, we're we're pretty good because the last two weeks were uh, two of the three of our bottom tier, being mm-hmm. Kendra and Bruce. So mm-hmm. good for us of being right. Uh, but yeah, I mean Kendra felt like I think whenever she was going to get voted out, that was always going to be a filler episode. Like no offense to her, but I think there was never going to be a lot of strategy involved with her getting voted out. It was just going to, it had to happen eventually. And it just, it just happened. I feel like the only interesting thing that I, cause I rewatched it today. Cause I was like, well, I should somewhat remember what happened last week. Good for you. Um, yeah. Look at me go. Look at my research. Proud of you. I watched, I watched a TV show. Um, I think the only big thing is there was the debate between Jake or, or Kendra and the decision came down to like Julie was the only one that really wanted to fight for wanted Jake and everybody else seemed to want well D I think specifically wanted to get rid of Kendra because Kendra was going after D um so I think that that did expose maybe some power dynamics within the group because Jake is still in the game so yeah that says a lot it really does but it it seems every week to be uh Jake as the backup plan (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which is a great spot to be in potentially, in, like in theory. It's it's fascinating. I have I have a lot of questions and observations about his game because every single week, uh, he seems to be on the chopping block, doesn't go home. Uh, and I think my biggest question for him is how much of it is because of his game, or is he just getting lucky every single week and mm-hmm. they're defaulting to someone else? Um, but yeah, I. Is there anything else that you noticed from last week's episode other than that that you want to bring up before we dive into, I think, the more recent episode? Yes, a couple things. Yeah. Um, Austin was out. willing to uh, put in, he gave it, his idol to Julie, 
when yes. they split up into those three separate groups that competed in the in the challenge. Um, so I think that that just shows how loyal those four are. That he's, I mean, he has two, so like that's worth noting. But he was still able to part with a lot, or er, willing to part with that one. Um, so that definitely matters. Mm-hmm. Other than that. I remember last week being really annoyed. Like, when are we going to have just a straight-up survivor? Like, everybody has their vote. Everybody has to make a decision. Idols might be in play. Like, I just... I feel like so much they're they're complicating things by being like, the bottom three potentially lose their vote. The bottom... Like, whatever. These people lose their vote. And so this week, I think, was refreshing because we didn't have any of that nonsense. Felt like just a right. classic Survivor episode. Um, just back to the basics. And I think that was needed. Yes, because last week it was Emily and Katura that lost their vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Austin lied about losing his vote, actually had it. Nothing really came from that as far as, you know, well, there's they didn't no... read all the votes, so he got away right. with it. Yes, yes, correct. Um, so good for him, I guess. But yeah, I, I, I think seeing Kendra go on that week almost made me forget about that aspect just because it was like okay she was probably going to go either this week next week you know she wasn't going to make it much farther Mm -hmm. so it probably didn't affect it but I think if someone uh, who had a bigger chance of winning would have went home because of a twist like that because three people lost their vote I think I would have been a little more upset by that because it is Mm -hmm. getting like yeah can we just have everyone vote because I think is this the first this is the first time that everyone has had a vote yeah like together and that, i i don't know i it's i've mixed feelings about that honestly because there's a part of me that really enjoys the idea that um that like it, there is risk to the game and doing poorly in certain things makes you lose your vote or whatever but i think i said this last time we met i think there needs to be another um Another punishment. Like, that thing seems like the only thing that they're ever really mixing up. Like, they mix up groups and things like that, but then the punishment is always you lose your vote. There's no other alternative to that, and I think that is a big thing that's missing. Yeah, especially because, like, in essence, that that is at core what Survivor is. So it's like, if you if you can't vote someone out, then, like, what are you... Like, what are we doing? What are we actually playing? Because I mm-hmm. think it's, it's not even so much the punishment, but it's also that prevents those people from strategizing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know they still can and they still should if they don't have a vote, but, like, your vote is so powerful for how the season operates, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, the gameplay and everything. So it's just, like, to take that away, you are robbing them, and but also us as the audience from seeing that, you know? Like, who knows? There could have been a bigger play last week if Emily Katera had a little more power, but we'll never mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but ultimately, I think it's it's interesting. It's just not it's not old Survivor. I've been I've rewatched some episodes from season ten, um, with some friends recently, and it's just it does feel like a vastly different game. Honestly, just how people play it as well. I think people are more. This season's a little bit different, and we'll get into that in this next episode. I think, but I feel like back like stabbing people in the back and switching alliances is so much more common now, where it's seen as such a big thing in the early seasons it feels like so sure it's it's very interesting to see to watch a season that's that old and then compare it to this where this one is so much more flashy and it tries to make every it tries to make every episode entertaining because every episode has its own little thing 
mm-hmm. which I see from the entertainment standpoint, but from the like integrity of the game, almost I don't love it. It it feels nearly impossible to play. If I'm being honest, I think like, mm-hmm. and I think that's what I've noticed in these recent seasons is there used to be people who would study the game, get really good at the game, and then apply to be on the show and have like a really good season. We used to see some of the best players because like, you know, and I'm not saying, I think it's a little different, you know, like it's not like Carson who 3D printed the puzzles and memorized those. But I mean like people who was like, if I go on Survivor, this is how I'll play. I don't think you can go to on Survivor with a game plan anymore because you never know what game you're playing. You show up for that season and you don't know the rules because they're so different every single year, you know? Mm -hmm. So the only way to be good at it is to honestly just be adaptable and that's not something you can plan for prepare for i would say luck is so much more a part of it now than ever yeah. uh i know like okay well if you don't want to lose your vote then don't lose the challenge i get that but like we've even seen in recent years you can win a challenge and still you could lose a challenge and still be safe and win a challenge and be nominated to vote as we saw in season 41 where everything just got flipped you know what i mean so like there's no mm-hmm. rules for even that anymore um, and so I think that's the part that bothers me the most is I think we are missing out on some legendary players because every player is almost equal now because of how random the game can be. Yeah, I definitely think there's an argument for being adaptable is probably the most important thing, the most important ability to have in Str- Survivor. But I definitely know what you mean where. Um, I can't think of any specific examples, but yeah, you could just come in and like have a specific strategy and then just ride that to the end. Whereas now, yeah, you you don't know what's going to get thrown at you. And so there, what kind of preparation can you really do other than, oh, there might be a, a um, what's it called? Knowledge is power advantage. So I have to play as if there is, I don't know. Yeah. It'd be nice if they'd be able to prepare a couple twists. Hmm, that's interesting. Anyways, we should keep moving, but I'm going to be thinking about that a lot now. We always oh, have so not... much analysis on the game as a, like, <laughs> we can't help ourselves. <laughs> and I like to think people just skip through this part and be like, I don't care. <laughs> nope, like I like, I, I imagine people wanting just more, like, no, come on, go deeper on <laughs> the meta gaming of this season. <laughs> All right, well, you want to get to this week's episode? I do. Okay. Uh, it finally happened. Bruce Bruce got voted out uh, with an idol in his pocket. Perhaps fitting in some ways, I thought, you know, because, like, by the end of the day, you know, I think his biggest weakness was maybe not as much self-awareness of mm-hmm. how people viewed him, uh, maybe not aware that people were plotting behind his back. So for him to go home with an idol in his pocket kind of, in some ways felt right to me. I don't know if you mm-hmm. can see that as well, but I was like, okay, that that adds up, I think. Yeah, I think it was just that that's who Bruce was the entire time. I was surprised that, like, in his confessionals, it didn't seem like he was considering not playing it. Like, even in his confessional, he's like, I'm playing the idol. That's what's going to happen. I'm sticking around. And in my head, I was like, I would think about not playing it. I genuinely would have. If I were in his position, I would have. But yeah, he he didn't give me the sense that he was thinking about it, and then he just didn't, which is bold. Yeah, yeah, and I will say I 
definitely have warmed up to him the past two weeks. And I think if he would have survived this tribal, I would have been tempted to make the argument that he had a better chance, you know? So I'm yeah. glad that he went home before I was able to get on mic and talk about that. But I think like last week and this week, I was like, oh, I actually see something. You know, like he had a couple moments of like self-realization and like, huh, like I think I need to like reflect on who I am as a person and stuff like that. Uh, I also think I was blinded because he won immunity two times in a row. So mm-hmm. like this was the first time he was actually eligible to be voted out. So, uh, you know, that's that's tough. <laughs> Yeah, I think Caleb leaned over to Kelly and was like, he's only been eligible one day out of the last 16 to be voted out, which right. is crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that was the last episode. And I also wanted to mention that I, this like self-reflection of being overbearing, I feel like you can't take how you act in the game of Survivor and automatically be like, oh, am I overbearing in my regular life? And he, yeah, he just took that so much to heart. And I'm curious if, like, Kelly and Bruce have a decent friendship outside of the game now. Or if that's, like, a big issue for him. But, yeah, it was very interesting how hard he took that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it was true. She said those things. She absolutely did. So I, I don't feel bad. Right. The, the Reaver tribe used that quite well to be like, oh, yeah, he's, he wasn't with you. She wasn't with you. Well, I, I think we've talked about this before, but it is interesting how much survivor plays into that now of the almost like having your individual story or like redemption or like all these things. And I, I haven't watched a lot of older seasons in, in a bit, but I don't remember that being like a main focal point of those seasons of like, Oh, look at how this game is changing me, you know? And there's such an emphasis on that. And like, you almost can't help, but like go on the show now and like, how, how is survivor going to be good for me? You know? Uh, cause like I think about like some of the older players, like some of them didn't grow at all. Some of them learned nothing. Mm-hmm. Actually, most mm-hmm. of them are like still horrible people after the show. In like modern seasons, that's almost like the point of it is like you go on Survivor to come out on the other side as a better person. Yeah, I think that's a shift that we had like in the maybe in the twenties, but mostly in the thirties. I feel like we really had this big shift towards especially the winner, their story throughout. In the 20s, the only one that I can really think about, and this is spoiling seasons, if anybody's listening, um, like, Kim was one that I know, like, there was this, like, transformation and growth from her after she had been, like, divorced or something, I think. Um, but then, in, yeah, in the 30s, you see it in a bunch of people, I think, where their their story and their growth and how Survivor changed them was such a massive part of it. And it was probably just received well, and they're like, okay, Jeff has always been in the position where he's like, I'm I'm in Survivor to tell stories, tell the stories of the people playing. Right. At least since he's been in the last like ten years, that's been his mentality. So that's just just what it is. Yeah. Uh so Bruce voted out mm-hmm. in a uh four three one. Uh and this this is a vote I think that we're gonna have to analyze from a couple different angles because there's a lot happening here uh is this one of if not like the bigger votes of the season i mean this feels pretty huge for a couple different people i think so i think yeah let me look let me look back what were some of the other votes i think i think kelly's was big kelly's was huge but that's probably the biggest one outside yeah 
which is tough because most of the ones before that were all like pre-merge, you know. So I think we're mm-hmm. going to get into the bigger ones now, but this one felt like there's a couple people here where I wonder like it was a great move for some. I wonder if it was a good move for others. It seemed like everyone was at least in on it. And there are definitely people who the show is giving a lot of credit to, like, for this move. And so I think, like, this is, when we get to the end, whoever the winner is, I I think this vote is going to be the starting of, like, a through line of how this person got to the end. I don't know who, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not saying a specific person right now, but whoever the winner is, I think this vote will affect that outcome. Yeah, because I think this is the best chance that everybody everybody outside Reba had to take a shot, and they chose not to take the shot. Yes, and and I, I I I saw some tweets. I was like looking a little bit, um, or some Reddit posts where it's like this was the perfect decision. You absolutely can't take the shot there, and I'm not I'm not sure if I agree with that. Um, but how do you want to do this? Do you want to go player by player? Do you want to just this dive is tough. in? <laughs> um, let, let's just see where the conversation goes. So if we want to go player okay. by player, I think we can. I, I do want to go down at some point and discuss like every single person. Like, was this a good move, bad move? Um, and then and then we can obviously backtrack to other events that happened in this episode. But really, mm-hmm. I mean, the credits seem to mostly go to Emily in yeah. this vote. The edit. She had a line it... saying that she gets credit, right? But I, I went back and back and watched it after mm-hmm. I finished the episode because I was like, it feels like she was like it, it was because of me, but I feel like it didn't show that it was because of her necessarily. But she had the confessional where she's like, if this works, everybody's gonna look back and be like, Emily made such a big move here, and that fascinates me. I I, don't I know think if that's what we saw. Well, I think what I noticed was I think the biggest thing she did was to convince Bruce to not play his idol, right? Like, she was kind of the one that was more in his ear about, like, this Julie vote uh, because Bruce thought it was going to be between Jake and Julie being a blindside against uh, Julie. And I think he probably expected some votes on him thinking that Reba thought it would be between Jake and Bruce, right? So Bruce is like, okay, they think it's between me and Jake, but we're flipping it on Julie. Um so I don't know if Emily can get all the credit for that, but that's at least what I kind of assumed she was talking about with all of it. Yeah, it was interesting. So they showed the conversation of her and Katura saying that Julie was a big threat because they call her Mama J, which I can kind of see the, the logic behind that. Yeah. And so we saw that conversation, and then I was like, oh, okay, so they're worried about her. And then a little bit later, it cut back to them, and it was Emily saying... So I still think that she's a big threat, but right now I don't know if we should take the shot, essentially. Um, kind of just confirming with Katura, like, I'm still on your side and agree that she needs to go, but I'm not... I, I think right now we need to get rid of Bruce, which I'm not sure if Bruce is that big of a threat. So it did seem like they, she was the one that was making the moves and everything, but it required so many people to be a part of it. I don't know. It didn't feel like she single-handedly was doing it and would single-handedly get credit for it well i think maybe she would i think alliance sorry yeah 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 i think the credit goes to her because she actually went through with it because i think if it if she wanted to 
they could have gotten Julie out. You know, I think mm-hmm. if if she goes to Katura and says, "Hey, I'm not actually voting for Bruce." I think Katura has to fall in line, right? She has to vote for Julie mm-hmm. then, especially because they're on the same page. I think Jake would do the same thing mm-hmm. immediately. You know, so I do think Emily was kind of the the deciding factor in that sense where I think Jake and Katura would have had to do what other people did, but Emily was the only one who probably had a decision there. Yeah. I, I now yeah, as I think about it that makes sense. I don't know why I'm hesitant to give her give her full credit. She probably deserves it as we're talking about it. Well, I think full credit, you know, I don't know. That's that's a different majority credit. That, Maybe that's Sure. A <laughs> I think the biggest surprise to me through all of this is how little credit the episode gave to Katura. And like maybe she mm-hmm. didn't have anything to do with it, but I think just like we've been waiting all season for like this moment, like who's going to go first, her or Bruce? And the fact that he went out and we're seeing it through the perspective of somebody else and not Katura, I'm kind of like, huh, mm-hmm. this feels like a little bit of a, going out on a yeah. whimper as far as like, oh, Katura versus Bruce, who's going to get who, who's going to get who? And she's just kind of in the background of the vote. You know, she seems just like a player. And again, like maybe she didn't have anything to do with this, so the episode can't give her credit. But I would have thought the way that they were leading up to it that they would have at least tried to position her to be like, oh, this was she had a big part in this move. Yeah, it feels like it was should have been the big showdown in the end, and then it didn't end up being that. Kind of like Game of Thrones. Uh, we don't need to get into that. Uh, have you seen Game of Thrones? Uh, I stopped midway through season four because right. I was trying to catch up for season eight, and then I heard how bad it was, so I was like, well, I'm just not even going to finish the show then. <laughs> All right, then you won't even know what I'm talking about, but it's it's fine. It's actually <laughs> kind of a good comparison um, with the Night King, but that's fine. You don't need to know about it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that she was a part of that. She was massive in passing along that Bruce did have his idol. Um, yeah. He was sharing it. I was like, this is a really weird reveal for him having an idol all of last episode as well. Or him, him having lost his ep- idol all of last episode. And then it was like, oh, how's my lie? Blah, blah, blah. So it was an interesting... It was an interesting little little bit there. But she... This tribe is so leaky. Like, anytime anybody says anything, they just go tell the Reba four, and then they all know. And they, they just don't seem to realize that those are the four that are in control. And I don't know that we've seen an alliance this tight in years, honestly. Sure. Yeah. Well, and that's that's another question I have about this episode and where the season is going. My question is, are they as strong or as big as threats as we think they are? And hmm. here's the only reason I ask this is because Emily seems to be good at this game. She seems to have good reads. She knows how to like execute these moves. But the fact that she doesn't feel threatened by them yet... Is she just, like, too overly confident, or are we just being misguided to think that they actually don't have as big a chance to win as we think they do? Now, it's I don't, frustrating. I don't think I can say the same about Jake and Katura, okay? Because I don't, I don't know if I would, at this point, say that they would win over the Reba 4, but, like, in Emily's position, I don't know. Like, I could see her at the end, and, like... Do the Reba 4 really have a better resume than her at this point? I think the hard part is the Reba 4 seems so solid. 
And ha- the, like you said, that's that's how they've been presented this entire time. Emily brought up like, oh, do we go after D? And they were both like, we don't want to do that. And like, I think they shut it down in ca- a, a decent way. But she has, I feel like, floated that option from all from a couple angles, and every single time it's been shot down. Like I don't. Everything we've seen is to believe that they are solid four. They're willing mm-hmm. to share the two idols. They all know about the two idols, and that's that's all there is to it. And so, it's hard. I see what you're saying, and maybe I'm just letting CBS lull me to sleep. But I, it's hard for me to think that that's the case. I think this might be her blind spot right now. I yes, I and I think there's a good chance of that too. Uh, does does anyone know about? Austin's two idols other than the Reba four? Like, does Emily know? I don't think so, right? They wouldn't unless Kelly told people about the advantage, and I can't remember if she did. Oh, sure, because that, yes. Um, And they'd know about the one. I doubt she did. I really do. Yeah. At least, I don't think it would have got back to Emily. Um, Yeah, because I think it's tough because, like, you look at jake's position and i don't think jake has a position <laughs> like i you know like he doesn't have much decisions i think he's yeah. just like tell me who to vote for and as long as it's not me like that's all he can do at this point i mm-hmm. think katura more s- towards jake than emily i think she might have a little more sway i think like emily is really the one that's making this call as far as like no i'm not going to turn on the reba four yet mm-hmm. and i think for her and katura it feels like the two of them are both just hoping that they become the fifth and by five, one of them will turn, you know, that kind of feels like what it's going to be because especially if you're losing numbers, uh, you're, you are already down. Well, I mean, this week would have been a four, four split if, Mm -hmm. if the, you know, but I do think for Emily too, is it valuable to keep Bruce and try to make an alliance with three people that don't really want to work together. Like that's the tough part too. So you, you just said that it would be a four, four split. If they had flipped, it wouldn't have been a four, four split this week. No, no, no. I'm just saying like, that's how. Gotcha. Okay. If, cool. if the four of them wanted to turn on Reba. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Like this, this like, was the last it. chance that it could have been even close because now you're down in numbers. Yeah, I think it's a lot to risk to assume that you are going to be that fifth person. Because if it's Jake, if it's Bruce, well, it wouldn't be Bruce. Well, it could be Bruce in that scenario. Nope, it couldn't be. So if it was Jake or Katura, they could both win immunity, and then you, if you're Emily, you get booted at five, at six. So like, I don't know. To risk it all to just hope that they all break apart seems very, very risky to me. Um. Especially, I, it, this this feels like the only chance. This felt like they're the shot that need to, need, needed to be taken, to me, genuinely. I feel like you needed to at least hurt, like, weaken that alliance or bring it down a number at least. But then you blow up all of the relationships. Like, it is a very complicated thing, and well, I don't know if there's a perfect route. That's the other thing, too, I think, for Emily's sake, is that she does technically have that trio with her, Austin Drew. Now, I think we all assume that's secondary to the Reba 4. But, like, in Emily's mind, like, they have been loyal to each other. So, there could be a level of her just not understanding that they're four strong, like, that strong. And she might assume that she's stronger with the two guys. 
uh, because like she knows that Jake and Katura aren't in that spot. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. Emily's correct in assuming of the three, she is highest relationally. Now that doesn't mean they can't turn on her and vote her out mm-hmm. before Jake. Like obviously they could, but I think she's correct in knowing that. Um, and I think too with you know this whole girls' night that we had, which we we will have to discuss this guy's uh, night that was just ridiculous. But that I don't know. Like, fart. <laughs> that's true. Once the girls aren't around, that's that's all we do is we just fart. <laughs> uh, but my point is, I think like Emily is connected enough relationally where I think that could be a blinder for her. Or it could mm-hmm. be good for her, you know, because I think she yeah. does have relationships with everyone. Um, and I don't think Katura can say the same. I don't think Jake can say the same. And so I think she's correct in assuming the pecking order. But that could be bad because she probably is being naive to how strong everyone else actually is. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I feel like it was a gamble. For sure, which that's part of the game. Uh, doing it the other way would have—I don't know if it would have improved her position, but it hopeful, hopefully, would have hurt the other side. I don't think Julie was the one to go for if they were going for one either, personally. Um, but that's what they sure. kind of went with. Uh, yeah, and and I think the the one cool thing about this decision is she made the move to make Bruce not play her idol, but she didn't like blindside anybody other than him like she didn't hurt any relationships in the game currently she chose not to take a shot that they're probably not even aware that that shot was considered like she she did a lot and made some big decisions that don't i feel like don't have a ton of massive repercussions immediately Mm -hmm. yeah and i do think that is something to keep in mind because i think i'm i'm very curious how this jury is going to vote because mm-hmm. we even saw in this episode, like, Julie kind of emphasized how much she was struggling because, you know, it's like, oh, I'm, you know, they call me mama out here and now I'm lying to Kendra and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I did say this a couple of weeks ago with the Kelly vote. I, I do think this jury might be a little more bitter than previous ones, especially if you get Drew up there who doesn't really feel like he knows how to connect emotionally, you know, to explain his case. Yeah. Uh, and so I do wonder if that's going to be a big factor because Emily seems to be covering her tracks with the jury, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't... I think if we get to the end, like, let's say she's sitting in the final three with two Reba people, I could see people being more bitter towards the Reba people than her, mm-hmm. which could be yeah. an exciting factor. Absolutely. I, I think she's definitely been much better than everybody else when people are getting booted out she's i think bruce is the only, the first one where i could see him being a little upset because he she was the one that kind of convinced him not to play that idol um or at least that's how she says it uh yeah. so that would be my only thing there yeah this jury all of them have felt seemed pretty hurt when they got voted out, except maybe caleb caleb probably saw it coming a little bit but kelly was pretty hurt kendra was pretty hurt and I feel like this, there's so much emphasis on how close all these people are and how much they love each other. And I think that's going to be, yeah, that's that's just a recipe for a bitter jury, which makes you not want to make moves and not do anything crazy because you're just going to make everybody mad and hurt feelings. You almost want to be that person that just hasn't done anything at the end of this sort of a game. Like you, you always say, your goal is to get jury votes. And if the jury wants you to not backstab anyone, don't backstab anyone. And you might you might win even though you didn't do anything. Sure. Yeah. 
I think the other thing with that too is like you brought up Caleb. Uh, Caleb's very persuasive. We've seen that. Mm-hmm. That's a strength of his. The fact that um, you know they usually call the first person in Ponderosa the mayor of Ponderosa, um, often because of how much sway they're able to have. Because like they're the first ones, so they get to really chat with everyone as they come back to Ponderosa. Uh, Caleb's probably a big Emily fan, right? Like, oh yeah, she had nothing to do with him going out, and they have strong ties. So like. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if she makes it to the end, there's, in my mind, a 0% chance he doesn't vote for her to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's yeah. someone who you would want on the jury to help sway your case. Absolutely. Yeah, that's always such a complicated thing about the jury, is that, like, if you're, you have, there's a persuas- persuasive person on the jury, they have so much sway on how the game goes. Mm-hmm. Which is how juries work, generally, so not actually that big of an issue but it's interesting have you uh, have you been on a jury before i haven't me neither i want to do it but i've seen jury duty and 12 angry men so i know how it works <laughs> two very similar representations of how jury duty <laughs> yeah, operates absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh um i think we can move past this vote probably it's a very good analysis mm-hmm uh, is there anything else in the episode? I'm trying to think back. I, I don't actually have much to say about the guys' night. I think we kind of hit it. <laughs> just, yeah, just <laughs> lots of farts. Was that? Um, I mean, there's almost never a song used in the show for a montage. That that was a little newer. Is oh, I don't even think I noticed. Yeah, because it was like, I, I forget what song, but some like, you know, 80s, almost hair metal song. Like, that's, that's what oh. guys listen to. But, like, that doesn't like noticed... happen in Survivor often. That's more of, like, a challenge thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I noticed that in the challenge usually. I, I haven't noticed, I didn't notice it in the episode today at all, though. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, so that was a little bit different. Um, but, yeah, Emily won the reward, which was, you know, good for her. Um, I get, who, wait. So much crying who, this season. Who won immunity this week? I don't even remember. Austin. Austin, that was it, because Bruce almost won. He came in second. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's, I feel like there's not really a lot to s- say about any of that. I'm trying to think through if there's any other major I mean, key like, moments. I mean, like, had her, like, heroic swim to the boat. Um, True. That was a thing that happened, which I'm sure once you're up there and you're like, oh, I'm falling into the ocean, like, that's an intimidating thing. That scares a lot of people. Um. But yeah, that, there was that whole thing where Jeff was like, you can just step off if you want. Like, they were just so... Like, Jeff has changed so much. I can't imagine young Jeff saying, like, just being like, oh, you can just you can just step off. It's okay. And, like, comforting a person that's... No, if it was old Jeff, he would have bribed them to take their clothes off. That's what he that's used to true. do. That's true. They only did it once, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Which is... I think they... I, I think about that often. I was like, that's, that's so crazy that that was just on, like, CBS... <laughs> I'm pretty sure they offered, if I remember the situation correctly. Uh, sure, but even, like, can you imagine... Does that make it okay? Them no, off- but I just I just want to be clear with the people listening who maybe haven't seen that season. <laughs> Jeff didn't say, all right, ladies, if you take off your clothes, you get peanut butter and jelly. No, that wasn't, that wasn't quite it. Uh, my point is, I can't imagine that happening on Survivor today. Oh, no, that is... No. We've come a long way, and Jeff has, yes, much more comforting father-like figure than he might have been yeah <laughs> that time at that point he was still like a 30 year old sleazeball with every, all the other 30 old sleazeballs out there 
Right. <laughs> um, yeah, should we just take it more player by player then? Let's do it. Kind of. Oh, oh, one thing. I, um, there was there's a moment, and we'll get into it with player by player, I'm sure. But there was a moment between Drew and Jake where Drew called him a mobster, which probably wasn't a very fair description of him at that moment, but he's from Boston. That The game's the game. Um, I was gonna say that's the only reason he did it. It was like he's got a Boston accent, so therefore he's from the Departed. That's all. That's all yeah. he's saying. <laughs> How the game works, which unrelated. I'm getting very sick of it. like it's just such a thick Boston accent, and it's just like a very annoying thing to continue to hear a lot of. It's just <laughs> I'm not a fan. It, it makes me not like Jake. <laughs> like how annoying the accent is. I, and I know that's unfair, and I feel rude about it. But that's no, where because at. the the group that. I watch Survivor with every week. They they also hate his accent. They're like, "Oh my gosh, shut up!" <laughs> it's Stop just so talking. it's so funny because it's like it's his voice. Like, what do you want him to do? But I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. It yeah, sounds it sounds tough. fake. Like it sounds like that's how someone like mocking a Boston accent would talk. It's so and it and it's not like Jasmine on Big Brother where like it's insane in the confessionals, but then when you hear them talk and just like. With the other people, it's like almost non-existent. It's always there. It, that's just that's right. just how he talks. And boy, does it sound. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was an interesting moment. There wasn't really any sort of payoff for it, so I think that relationship between those two is something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that has to matter. Like that little tiff has to has to mean something to me. I think. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about Jake then. Because uh, Jake continues to, in my eyes, remain at the bottom of this tribe <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. week after week after week. And it seems like I said earlier, his only thing that he's got going for him is that he's survived so many votes that he could have or maybe should have gone home. Mm-hmm. So I think the question is, like, if he gets to the end, does he even have a game to explain? Or is that his entire game? It's like, they left me in and I was a threat. That's that's why yeah. I should win. <laughs> yeah, that's the tough part because, like you said, like he—I think you mentioned this earlier. Did he really do anything to survive those votes? Not really. It was other people making the decision for him. And yes, it was based on maybe social interactions that they've had in the past and the the certain people that were involved. But that's ultimately ultimately what it boiled down to. Yeah. And so, yes, there's something to. I think there's always something to being a target and constantly surviving. I think that's the point mm-hmm. of the game, whether you do it or what the, the social interactions that you've had throughout the game and strategic conversations have led to the point where you are getting spared repeatedly when you are always the second option. So if he makes it to the end, I think that it will always be an argument for winning. Now, whether that outvalues somebody who's actually been in control and actually made decisions in the game completely different conversation because i think that is valued so much more than the person who just survives un unintentionally almost yeah like i think the i think the conversations that he's had in the past weren't in mind to like oh yeah i won't get i'll like he voted for julie so julie wants him out but he didn't vote for anybody else so none of them want him out like that's not an intentional choice Mm -hmm. to keep him later on so it's unintentional in a way i would say yeah, completely agree. And I think, could he sell that to the jury? Maybe. Does he have the capability to sell that to a jury? I don't think so. You know, I don't. He's a, I don't. He's a lawyer, though. <laughs> he is a lawyer. Nathan, he's a lawyer. 
He's also still going to get medically evacuated, I swear. Are we going to see no... I don't know. He just started not passing out. (laughs) He just got better. I don't know. (laughs) That's a weird thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a very weird thing that we need to bring up more because it's so bizarre. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's talk about Katura, um, who's another person that... I feel like this episode is the first time in a while that she's really done anything or been a part of any conversations. I, I agree. Uh, and you know, she's my last draft pick surviving. So I'm always going to have a little bias towards her, but yeah, I mean, not feeling super strong on her lately, except for these past two weeks. And I think this episode specifically, we at least got some emotional arc from her, which is mm-hmm. both with the challenge, but then also her letter from, uh, her mom, who I guess she, you know, doesn't have a relationship with, which is very weird that Survivor would do that, right? Isn't that weird? Yeah, <laughs> I was I was about to say, and I was reading something right before we got went on that I didn't get to finish reading, but it was Jeff addressing that on how, his podcast. How she doesn't have a relationship with her mom, but then they got they contacted her anyways for a letter. Like that's <laughs> I, that feels so many unfair questions. And yeah, yeah. If you don't want to be in contact with somebody and it's your choice, you shouldn't. Get like be like, yeah, we don't care. Like we want the content. No, that's not how this works. It feels like Big Brother, uh, Big Brother Five, when they just throw in a long lost sibling and <laughs> yeah, or like, like like we're stepping they, on some pretty personal Big boundaries. Three, yeah. Uh, that was four or four. Yeah. Wow. Four. Or, I, hey, I corrected it. Like as you were correcting it, so get out of my face. But then also like. Dick and Danielle, like there's, it's outrageous how much these shows are just like, hey, you don't want to see this person? Sucks to suck. Here they are. Yeah, yeah, no. So that was that was bizarre. Um, you gave me chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> who was that? Was that was that Dustin and? Yeah, that was uh, Dustin and whatever the other dude's name was. I don't remember. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> I I do kind of uh, there's part of me that wish Big Brother would just stoop down to that level again, like they, uh, yeah that's it used to be like because every season they would have just like a trashy twist like that yep for like a big period there yeah no I mean it was at like four, four was the exes five was the family six was the eight, secret pair nine yeah and then they got back to basics with ten which I think made them throw out, throw that out a lot of, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, but Katura, yeah, I I don't know. I'm I want her to do well. I just don't see a path for her at least winning. I could I could see her getting to the end, and maybe coming in like third place. But like that's that's unfortunately it. And I just again with a vote like Bruce today. If I if if you want to convince me that she's gonna win the game, you gotta give her more shine in this episode and she just didn't have it you know like she just yep. doesn't have enough to her resume that we're seeing unless it's like a, you know a secret gabler edit or something like i'm just not convinced that she has the resume it felt like this episode gave her the background and the heart to like tell her story fully and then she's gonna get voted up next episode that's that's my prediction i think she's probably gone next Ooh, interesting okay uh we talked a lot about Emily. Is there anything more to say about her? No. I, I, I love her. I think she's in a great position for sure. 
I'm trying to decide if I like how satisfied I'd be with a an Emily win. Oh, I think I would be the most satisfied with an Emily win. I think there's a part of me that's like it it feels too obvious from the like we yeah. we've been trained edit wise to be like, oh, it's not gonna be the obvious person early on. And early on I think she was the obvious like winner pick. Um just like how, with how much airtime she was getting, and so there's a part of me that's like, oh, that's lame. And I, I think yeah, that's unfair to her, probably. I think I'm trying to sort through. I I would say I think it's her game to lose at this point. I well, think I don't know if I'd go that far. I I really do. I think if she sits at the end at this moment, I think she would take it. I think the question is, does she get to the end, or is she gonna be the the final boss going out at fire? Because I could mm-hmm. also see something like that, but I I don't know. Like I'm very high on her, and I I think she has the strongest chance right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I'm I'm big on the four. I don't think the four are gonna break up. I think a big part. And going back to Jake a little bit, I think one of the big parts that Jake that ke- that's kept him because we already talked about Jake, right? Yeah. One of the big things that kept him on the bottom is the fact that there was such a secure top. Um, so like, yes, if you voting out certain people, you'd think it would mix things up, but the fact that the people in control and the Alliance in control is so secure, there's nothing you can do to get out of that. Like, I just don't, I I don't see a path for that. So similarly, um, that, that hurts Emily and Katura, obviously. Sure. Uh, okay. Well, who out of the three before do you want to talk about next then? Let's talk about Drew. So Drew, Drew is still just being the 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 mouthpiece of that entire alliance. It feels like to me, strategically, and it's a very interesting edit. We don't talk about it. It's a very interesting to see that that he's the one that they're emphasizing so much because Austin, Austin is the person who has all of these different things. He's winning immunities. It feel and like it feels like Austin is in the best position because he's super close to D, super close to Drew. Like, I feel like he's the closest to each of these people. I think D would... Well, I don't know. D might say Mama J. But anyways, it feels like he's positioned best within that alliance, and yet it feels like he hasn't done anything strategically in the game because it feels like Drew has gotten every single conversation about strategy, and it's always been framed around him. And what that means, I'm not sure, but that, yeah, it's interesting to see that that's how it's being portrayed with that alliance. Yeah, I think my observation with Drew is I think that's how it's being presented to us, but I don't know if I fully think that is what's happening. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, if you think about the strategic moves, can you give him majority credit for anything, really? Like, a lot of it is him being the mouthpiece, but it's decisions that, like, D's throwing out, you know? it's yeah. Julie has a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Emily's involved in some things, you know? So I think, like, that's the fascinating thing is, like, I don't know what they're trying to tell us about him because it does feel like they want us to be like, oh, he's the strategist. But I'm like, I don't know if he is. I think he's just getting the airtime of the strategist. I think I think there, he's definitely par- partially the strategist. I think it's possible that it's being overblown a little bit because, like you said, I feel like D is the decisive one and D, kind of what D says goes. And I, I don't know if they just don't want to make her mad or disagree with her or what that is. But if she's firm on something, that's what they're going to do. Um, 
but I feel like Austin or I feel like Drew was always the one that was like, oh, we got to get rid of these people to make this an idol. Like it's always been from his perspective when it comes to things like that. And so I wonder if he is just the one who's presenting the strategy or focused on the strategy more than anyone. And he's he's like setting the examples and then they make a group decision set or setting the options and then they make a group decision kind of thing. Um, I, I yeah. guess because like you look at the votes, you know, I think like when J. Mayo went, OK, that wasn't necessarily I think like her having a part of Austin's, you know, idol or whatever. That was part of it, but like we didn't even really see that. A lot of that was mm-hmm. coming from Julie and D, who were on the uh, the tribe swap with her and trying to get her out. Then you have like the Sifu vote, which Drew definitely took a back seat and was said as long as it's not me. Uh, yeah, Kelly, perhaps. I would argue it was a, I would argue it was a strategic back seat, though. Agreed, agreed. But I don't think you know that that credit doesn't go to him. Yep, just um, worth noting. And then same thing like with Kendra last week where he wanted Jake out, but the girls got their way. So I think that's the thing is like I'm not seeing a resume from him. I'm seeing a lot of strategy talk. I think he thought Jake out was the uh, was was what was happening because of a conversation that he had with Mama J. And then there was the confusion. I think that's what it was more. I don't think he was like, we need to get Jake out. Either way. I'm hearing conflicting things. What we need to be on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, though. I don't think he gets any credit for last week. Okay. And so I, I think, think that's... D, I think D gets the credit for that's sure. That's my uh-huh. thing, is, like, he is the mouthpiece, but is anyone listening to what he's saying? Because mm-hmm. I'm not seeing it. I, I see very little that he has actually done to sway anyone. I see very little that he has done to, like, make moves. I see him being a part of this and being a logical thinker and mm-hmm. agreeing and all these things, but, like, I don't know. Like, I think... Emily, I think D, I would even say Julie, I think all of those have a better strategic game than he does at this point. Mm. You think Austin would, did you say? I didn't say Austin. I don't know about Austin. Okay, cool. I, I didn't think you did, but I wanted to make sure that I heard you properly. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, which is why, what makes it so interesting is that it just doesn't seem like he should he should be the one driving the ship like he has been. I, another interesting thing that they showed was the them eating all the rice on Jake last oh, week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another thing that I wanted to mention, and I knew it would come up eventually, or I'd think of it eventually. Because that, yeah, it's, I don't know. Because he's getting, so he's getting this, like, super strategist edit. Mm-hmm. D, I think, is getting kind of a villain edit, and yeah. also, for some reason... Mama J is getting kind of this sympathetic mother of the tribe edit. And then Austin is getting this, like, not comp beast, but he I, just has all the stuff. Austin feels like he's not really getting a huge edit. And it feels like no. he should be more on display, which is very confusing because of how much he has actually affected the game. Yeah, Drew feels... Drew feels like he should be getting the least of the spotlight. Him and Mama J should yeah. be split on like the least of the spotlight in that tribe to me. But mm-hmm. yet he's getting the most. And it's very Yeah. Like, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's just I don't know if that's actually what it has been. Like in the accumulation of conversations that they've had, he has ultimately been the strategist. And yes, it's not showing that in the conversations, but they want to communicate that through the edit, or if they're trying to prop him up for some reason as kind of that final boss edit. Not that we talk about edit on this show. Um, You've only said the word a dozen times in the past two minutes, but you know. <laughs> I know. It's crazy because 
Because it, like it never affects the way we it never affects the way we view or talk about the show. No, never. I've never I've never talked about Here that. here's my biggest prediction with Drew, and this is probably just like a hot take. Not even a take. This is a hot prediction that could be very well wrong. I think he's gonna make it to the final three, but he's gonna be shocked by not getting any jury votes because it's either a bitter jury, he can't communicate properly because he's so you know binary in his way of communicating and not as yeah. emotionally uh connected to people i think he's gonna not do very well in the final three that's my prediction mm. kind of a xander vibe maybe uh, perhaps uh, but maybe even more so you know because i think yeah. they they clearly want us to think he's doing really well or that you know what i mean like you're right like they are giving him they're giving us a lot of him for some reason but i am just so unconvinced that he's gonna win mm-hmm. yeah well that's that's drew <laughs> that's a lot of drew <laughs> austin we kind of covered i don't know that I have yeah that no i add. mean it, it's shocking that it like we should be sold on him to potentially win this game, but we're not. Yeah. Now he has an immunity win, multiple advantages, so holding on to two idols within the strongest four alliance, but for whatever reason, I don't think he's at the top of this alliance. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. It's crazy. And it just makes me think, is he just not, like, not know what he's doing strategically and Drew is, or, yeah, Drew is driving it, whatever. Yeah, it's fascinating. <laughs> Uh, Julie is, uh, someone who at one point I thought had a good chance. I really don't know. I can't, I can't tell what's going to happen with her because I could also see her being blindsided. I could see her being the one to flip on the final four. I, I kind of like her position, but I'm also not strong on her just because it does feel like her name is getting thrown out more so than other people in her alliance. Yeah, it is. It is pushing her up as a threat which i think is interesting because that could mean two things of course that could mean she they're saying she is a threat or they're making an excuse for why she's about to go Mm -hmm. um yeah she really hasn't done much as a player when you really look at it she's well liked sure that that matters for something i guess but i think a lot of times that makes you more a target than anything else yeah um she's gotten second in a couple competitions that ultimately doesn't really matter at all um, especially because both times she lost to Bruce. So yeah, she's, I feel like on paper, she's not that big of a threat and they seem worried about her. Um, but I, th- I, I think she's the first to go out of that four. Honestly, I could see that. I, I really could. Uh, yeah. And then there's D who has, was oddly quiet this episode. Yeah. It it's one of those things where I think that kind of made me pump the brakes a little bit on her because I've I've been bigger I've been big on her as far as like, okay, I can see this leading towards something. You know, she's she does feel she feels more of the mobster than Jake does <laughs> as far as like yeah, honestly. Here here's my here's my alliance, they do what I say. But then this episode just not very vocal in a lot of things, just kind of like, Yep, sounds good to me. Uh, so I don't know what to make of that, but I still, I don't know. I think she's got a, she's got a strong chance unless people do 
you know, people talked about her being a threat at some point. Her name was definitely thrown out there. Uh, and so it's just going to be interesting to see if that comes back around. Yeah, she's, she's, it's like the closest thing to a villain we have this season, I would say. Because I don't even think they try to edit people into villains anymore, because I think they just intentionally try not to, or they just don't bring people who could do that. Because I thought Bruce could be an interesting villain type, but then he's more sympathetic than that. But like, yeah. even just seeing the part, like her laughing about eating more food than her and Drew eating more food of Jake's, it's like, okay, it feels like you're trying to paint her as a bad person, or like a not great, yeah. It feels like she should be in the conversations. To me, she's the making the decisions. Yeah. And yet it's not showing us that. I don't understand it. I don't understand how this entire group is being represented. Because it feels disingenuous. I think... I, I think I like it, though. Because it feels like a lot of different people could win this game. And... Yeah. I think, you know, we obviously still have some of the biggest tribal councils to happen and to take place uh, that will, you know, could sell us on almost anyone at this point, right? Mm -hmm. So I think either way, we're going to have a satisfying winner this season. And I'm just so curious to see how it all wraps up because it does feel like a lot of open threads that they're kind of leaving for us. And I don't know. The, the more that, and again hate that we've talked about the edit so much but we can't help it but like once you like see it and like once you start noticing the way that they lay out these storylines it's like you just need some closure <laughs> mm -hmm. and i think that's again why i'm so upset about this katura bruce situation because it's like that was not closure you hyped mm -hmm. this up for what uh yeah not even like a, a shot of her smiling as he left or anything like i don't remember any big moment that she had being excited she about she did kind of like smile, like laugh a little with people, but everyone did, you know, like everyone Drew, was like cheering, which yeah, felt like like a bit much. It was a bit much, but like she was, she was an equal with everyone at that point. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, let's end and talk about this tier ranking that we got. Okay, uh, let's do it before we wrap up this uh, podcast. Okay, so. Well, like I said earlier, we are doing great because two of the people that we had in the bottom, Kendra and Bruce, are voted out. So good for us. Now, here, here's the issue. We got seven people left. Uh, last time we did this, there was nine. So we had a 3-3-3. Three, three, three. Um, so we'll have to do like a 3-2-2 two, two or some form of that. Do you have a strong preference? Go for of a 2-3-2. 2-3-2, two, three, two. Two, three, two, two, okay. The... That's what yep. I was going to ask. All right. So... Uh, here's what we currently have. And again, every week we're going to revise this. So I'll list off what we had the previous, well, this was two weeks ago. Okay. The top tier, we had Emily, Drew, and D. In the middle tier, we had Austin, Julie, and Katura. And the bottom, now it's just Jake. So automatically we're going to have to put someone in the bottom tier with Jake, unless we want to move Jake. Do we still like Jake down in the bottom tier? Yeah. I, okay. I do. I agree with that. Uh, and I would say Katura is the easy pick to drop. That's what I was gonna say. I don't love it, but I think out of this grouping, like she has to be at the bottom with Jake, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's just go with that. So Katura's moving down to the bottom tier. So now in the middle, uh, we have 
two, Austin and Julie, and the top we have three, Emily, Drew, and Dee. So we'll have to move someone from the top down to the middle, but let me first ask this. Do we think Austin and Julie are still in the middle tier, or do we think one of them should move up? Comfortable Julie in the middle tour, middle tier. Mm-hmm. Austin, it's so hard to separate what all the stuff he has. So say Austin, I'm I'm not I'm unsure about this one, so we're gonna dig into it a little bit. Yeah. Say Austin makes it to final three. Do you have confidence that he's able to communicate his game in a in a convincing way to win? The jury not really not really even though i think he does have the strongest resume yeah well even when you look at his resume he found an idol like that's worth something for sure he was forced into getting another potential idol and then the other two got voted out which neither time was it communicated that it was partially to get him a full idol um it was just a fun byproduct of it um, he's won an immunity, which matters for sure. But other, and he's been very loyal. I feel like though that's that's really all he has. Hmm. And how much is all of that worth would be interesting. I guess it's a lot of stuff, so it probably would be valuable. I think leave him in the in the middle tier as well. Okay, so then we have Emily, Drew, and D in the top tier. One of them would have to move down. Now, I think my default is. Drew? Drew to drop, drop down? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> so that's... The way I read the game, I absolutely agree. I think D is in more control. Uh-huh. They're telling us his story, and he's getting getting this strategist perception for a reason. And so that's what made... Like, I feel like they're telling me that he's a big threat. And so it's really, do we want to believe that or not? Yeah, I mean, I just, I like, I, I think I've made my case. I just, I don't buy it. Like, I, I really don't. Especially, right. like, if I'm, I mean, I already said Emily's my number one right now. I think if we're pinning Drew against D, I, I think D does circles around him at Final Tribal. Yeah, like he'll he'll have things to say, but she'll just shut him up. Like, okay, yeah, let's drop Drew. I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> Picturing that is such a treat. All right, so uh, we dropped Katura down to bottom tier with Jake. Uh, we, which Jake also started off in the middle tier at one point. It's it's important to note, mm-hmm. uh, and we dropped him eventually. Uh, Drew was in the middle tier at one point. We he went up the last time and went back down. Uh, Austin at one point was at the top as well and then went down. So mm-hmm. we're sitting with Emily and D as our top tier. Uh, and the next week we'll probably just have a two-two-two, which will be nice and clean. Uh, mm-hmm. so by our predictions, I don't know if this is a prediction, but if our tier list is accurate week by week, Couture Jake should go home next week and. <laughs> We'll have to put Austin, Julie, or Drew in the bottom. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Goodness. This is fun. I I kind of like this. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Let's do it. Uh, Anything else? Anything Survivor related? No. Cool. Well, that's all I got. (laughs) Good episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> a lot to discuss. I'm looking forward to the end of the season. Um, shaping up to be a good one. I I hope. I always hope that, but this one especially. It's been it's been good. I've I've warmed up to it a lot, and I'm hoping for a strong ending. Mm-hmm. All right. For more episodes, visit knockingmonpersonal.com. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else the podcast really follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube at NGAP Pod. That's at NGAP Pod. I'm Nathan. This is Tony, and we will see you next week. Forty-five seasons, two great pals, one podcast.